0: Welcome to the Smiles Matter podcast by Microdental Laboratories. I'm Laura Kelly, and it's my pleasure to host our new series, Comeback Strategies for Today's Dental Practice. As the new year takes off, the current public health environment is igniting many businesses to reconsider how they promote their services and how they connect within their markets. More than ever, marketing activities have taken center stage in the online community, And as social media platforms, search engines, and consumer behaviors evolve, new opportunities to connect and engage with our audience have emerged. Digital marketing has become vital for businesses of any size. For that reason, we decided to dedicate this episode to the importance of digital marketing in today's competitive landscape. I am pleased to introduce Cesar Navarro, who began his journey in dentistry while working as a group practice administrator and treatment coordinator. He founded and is presently the marketing director and CEO of Geek Dental Marketing, a marketing development and technology company that focuses on helping dentists grow, improve management, and get noticed online. Before becoming immersed in dentistry, Caesar served in the United States Army for several years where he learned skills that he now applies in marketing. Caesar has also conducted courses on leadership, practice branding, and social media branding to dentists both nationally and internationally. Well, thank you, Caesar. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Laura. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here with you guys.
0: Yeah, really excited about today's topic. And, you know, before we kick it off, it's really interesting to just find out a little bit more about people. And so if you could just share with our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get introduced and involved with the dental profession?
1: Well, for me, dentistry kind of like just landed in, in a way. <laughs> it was back in uh, 2005, 2006 when I was in the military. I always served as a, in the United States Army and I was studying marketing back then. And well, thank you, First
0: of all, thank you for your service, sir. Oh, thank you. I Appreciate it. It's important. <laughs> no, no, so thank, thank you so much. Yeah.
1: Thank you. And uh, well, it was crazy because at uh, that time I had like a tooth pain and uh, I went to the dentist and all this stuff. But mind you, like I, I was afraid I had panic for the dentist. So you could imagine that me going to the dentist and actually like also knowing that the dentist was going to be a military person. <laughs> it's not a good combination, <laughs> but he made me feel sorry, lad, so calm. I don't know, like the way that he treated me was like amazing. So he changed my perspective towards dentistry. And uh, from then on, like I got obsessed on how one person can influence the other person's mind. Right. So I was studying marketing and I was studying also like uh psychology, the power of suggestion, you know, like neuro-linguistic programming and all these type of things. I fell in love with it. I got obsessed. And when I got out of the military, I landed a job and it was in a dental office as a marketing person. Well, but since I didn't have training, you know, in dentistry, you know, so they gave me the position of receptionist. And I'm a person that I try to apply everything that I learned throughout my life to everything that I do, right? So in the time that I was like a receptionist, in time that I became a manager and, you know, marketing director and all that, I became so good at it. And I became like uh, this kind of like monster when it comes to dentistry. So, (laughs) so yeah, that's kind of like, you know, I I took on all the field on dentistry, assistant, you know, receptionist and all that. So I kind of like fell in love with the, with the field.
0: So you just really dove right in. I mean, you you were given an opportunity and and like you said, one great dentist, the way that they worked with you really made you feel really well taken care of. How long did you, what was your uh, stint when you worked in that office? How long were you there?
1: In the office, I probably stayed there for like maybe like four years, give or take. Oh,
0: great. Okay. Yeah,
1: four years, I want to say.
0: Yeah. Was it after that, that was the inspiration and sort of the foundation for you to set up your own company and then and become a consultant working with different practices?
1: Right. So basically when I was in the office, like four years, five years with them, I started learning every position and I got good at it. But uh they grew so fast that I was doing the marketing. I was doing everything that from one office, they went to three to maybe four offices and they had to actually sell one at the end because it was the fifth one that they sold. And the philosophies and the way that I wanted to portray marketing and advertising and all that, they kind of like started like, uh, I guess, bumping heads, me and the dentist. Like we didn't have the same philosophy. We didn't have the same... I guess I found myself limited to the things that I wanted to do, right? So that's when I kind of like uh, started like leaving the dental office and I found myself helping another practice, one of my buddies. And uh, he went from like, I don't know, maybe like 400,000, 500,000, give or take a year to like 1.8. something like that. And uh, he told me like, hey, Caesar, you need to start doing this as a service. You need to start helping others. As a matter of fact, I'm going to refer you to one of my buddies and uh, help him out. You need to charge him. You know, I'm going to pay you as well. So I was like, okay, sure. And, you know, I took the work home all the time. So hence the work geek on my company. <laughs> I became like a geek. <laughs> so I was always working at nights and I was doing everything. So if you like work with me, you'll probably know that I'm like at 12 a.m. I'm still working. I'm doing things, you know, I don't know. I, I'm obsessed with this field, the marketing and dentistry together. Oh, it's a beautiful, I don't know. It's a beautiful industry for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it that you, what do you think that you're seeing that drives that obsession with it? What is the driving force for that?
1: I don't know, it's just helping others. I always like wanted to serve people. You know, I guess that's also the reason why I was in the army. I always wanted to help people in different ways but when I started like when I landed the job in the dental world I became so I guess happy when I saw like people coming out and they were like oh my god Caesar, thank you so much for all your help and everything I don't know like that feeling that you know that obviously a dentist probably have like when they change somebody's life that was like the same feeling because I kind of like felt part of it you know I was Mm -hmm. like the the very beginning of the transition in a way I kind of like wanted to see myself that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is. You're right. It's a team effort. And, and yeah. being part of that is really rewarding. I know that from the laboratory side with our teams, too. Definitely. You know, just kind of moving forward to, you know, people hear the word marketing and have different views of what that is. But if you could really, maybe from your experience, share the most relevant differences that you're looking at and how you're evaluating traditional versus digital marketing.
1: Well, when I have to say the difference, I think it would be just analytics and the fact that this generation now is, you know, like it has changed so much that everybody's on the phone and the power that that we have to reach someone wherever they are, like it's just insane. It's a beautiful way to... Just reach somebody and tell them like, Hey, we're here. We're here to help you if you need us. You know, like I think that's the biggest change in between like traditional marketing and digital marketing, because back then in the days, you would put a billboard and I'm not saying that billboards and all that stuff doesn't work. Like those are like amazing ways to market as well, but you would expect people to see the billboard and make some type of like, I don't know, connection. And obviously you wouldn't be able to measure everything like right away. So with digital marketing, you put yourself out there. At the moment of need of the patients. And it's it's just a crazy way to be like on top of everything, right? So I think it's like a fast connection, like a fast bridge between like patients and your practice.
0: Yeah. And I would think that it's what you're speaking to is that it's the scalability of it. And then also, I'm sure the cost involved in the reach, comparing how many people you can reach potentially with traditional marketing. And I know a lot of people are doing a combination, right? it's not one or the other. Just if you could just maybe dive a little deeper in sharing what you're seeing with your digital marketing efforts reach.
1: Yeah. Like you're asking me like when it comes to pricing or when it comes to like bringing people in.
0: I'm talking about like when you have a digital marketing plan and a campaign that you're doing for a doctor's office, how does that typically evolve? What are you seeing as far as the amount of people that they're able to touch and engage with through a robust digital marketing campaign?
1: Yeah. So I've seen like doctors that they do mailers and obviously like I'm saying again, it's not a bad thing to do mailers. And they have seen probably like, I don't know, maybe like 20 to 30 patients a month, give or take every month, right? With just mailers. But when they start like jumping into digital marketing, and this is proven facts that we had, they start getting like 50, 60, 70 patients a month. And for the same amount of dollars that they're actually putting into like, uh, marketing, it's just transferring to digital. And at the end, they're like, Caesar, I just wanna, I'm not gonna do flyers anymore. I'm gonna do. Google AdWords, digital marketing. You should let me know which one works best, and and let's do it. Let's jump that way because they see the numbers. They see the numbers. They see the they reach the potential that you know digital marketing has, and and it's basically unlimited potential. To be honest with you. So.
0: And when it comes to Google AdWords, for someone who's not maybe you know familiar with that, what in just sort of a nutshell, how does that work, and what does that do?
1: Yeah, so Google AdWords obviously is referred to as uh, pay-per-clicks. You know, it's like for every click that your ad is basically clicked, the doctor is actually paying Google certain amount of dollars, right? So Google AdWords works like a bidding system in a way. So the Google AdWords is like divided in, I want to say like the easiest way, I want to say like three parts. You have the ads, which are visible to the patients, obviously. Inside the ads, obviously, you're going to have keywords. And these keywords are going to be, Specific keywords that you want your ad to be displayed when people are searching for those, you know, like phrases such as "dentist near me," "dentist in a certain location," and things like that. And then you have the landing page or the page where you know the patient is going to be landing, which is kind of like connected to the keywords and connected also to the ads. So all this, in a way, creates your quality score. And the quality score is created from one to 10, as in like, let's say from if your landing page has like some content that has no correlation with your ad or your keywords, then your quality score is going to be a little bit low. So the bidding system consists on like every, you have like, let's say for instance, the bidding system works as in like you have dentist A, dentist B, dentist C, and dentist D. So each dentist is going to say like, okay, I want to track dentist near me as my keyword and each one is gonna say like okay I bid ten dollars the other one says like I bid five the other one ten eleven and so on. So let's say for instance obviously like the higher amount of the bidding is the one that is gonna be placed on top, but not precisely. Sometimes like the landing page has so is The landing page is so rich on keywords that your quality score is so high that Google basically puts your ad on top of the other ones who are higher bidding. So let's say you could be paying $5 when the other dentist is paying $10, but your ad is going to be on top of his, regardless if he's paying $10. So it's a good way to strategize and, you know, like make the best out of your budget, make the best out of your, the profits in a way. So.
0: Right. That's a really good explanation. Would it be fair to say that just working with a everybody's got a different marketing budget? Some people are new to digital marketing. You sort of want to get into it. I would call it an entry level. And that doesn't necessarily mean that there's no point in doing it because you can come in at a price point, a budget that's comfortable for you. But due to the quality of your landing pages and the expertise of someone when it's coming to the keywords, the quality of the product that you're putting out there can really help you excel and actually even perform better right. than someone who's spending more money. Is that a fair assumption?
1: That's correct. So basically if you let's say you have a company that is actually doing your optimization but they have never analyzed your landing page, the keywords and all these type of things, then probably you're going to be spending a little bit more than usual because you know your keywords are you're always trying to bid for the higher amount of dollar when you could be try to bid a little bit lower, but optimize the keywords that you have on your landing page, maybe your ad or the keywords that you have connected to your ad. So it's a lot of little things that are into like Google AdWords. Yeah, you also have negative keywords, which are like a huge part of Google AdWords. And a lot of companies, they don't take their time into putting the negative keywords because like, let's say, for instance, if I have like like uh, Dr. John and Dr. Z, and Dr. Z is trying to do Google AdWords and he's putting just the keyword dentist as a broad keyword, which basically means that anybody that types dentist or dental or dentistry or Dr. Z or Dr. John or Dr. J or whatever the case is, that keyword will pop up and your ad will be showing. So if, let's say, I'm Dr. Z and I'm paying for Google AdWords, right? and I put the keyword of general, like, which is dentist, the ad is going to be showing when somebody's looking for Dr. John, which is another dentist. But when they go into your landing page, they're going to see that you're not Dr. John. They're going to see that you're Dr. Z, and they're just going to exit out. And that means that you just spend the money for someone that is not even looking for you. So negative keywords are a big role here because if you put Dr. John as a negative keyword, That means you're not going to be spending money on someone that they already have a name on their head, you know, like, so they're already like thinking about seeing Dr. Um, John instead of Dr. Z. Mm -hmm. So it's a very important thing to have like negative keywords on these Google AdWords. So that just, yeah, it's
0: a a safety measure to make sure that the quality of the contacts that you're getting are who you want. So that's really interesting. I, I didn't know that. And this is great because I think some people may have had, potentially they tried something and maybe didn't get the results that they wanted. But it sounds like this is very, this isn't a one and done setup. It's very fluid. It requires maintenance to make sure that you're constantly changing the content and staying ahead of it. And so that's sort of what you and your team does, correct? Part of it.
1: Right, that's correct. So we have to go on a daily basis, basically, because every day there is like a zillion of searches, search queries like on the internet. So everybody's clicking and clicking. And to be honest with you, like if we give like uh, access to the doctors to see the clicks and see how much they're spending, they go crazy. And it's not good always to give them access because not every click becomes a patient. And it's really frustrating to see that you have like, let's say a hundred clicks and you only had maybe like, I don't know, 60 patients, 50 patients, you're thinking like, where are my additional? 40 patients like what happened here and you start becoming (laughs) uh, stressful and all that so it's it's not always good to you know give them access and give them all the 100% on those because they become stressed and obviously dentistry is like a stressful field enough to give them that you know on their shoulders so it's not good
0: yeah so how do you interact you know you come up I'm sure you have an initial you know meeting and you work with someone and and you try to find out their goals and you do sort of an assessment of what their competitive advantage is and what would be unique to help market this particular practice, and then once you put together the plan, and it sounds like you have a wide range of budgets that you can work with, even entry level and even to the most sophisticated. But how does the how did your reporting and you know do you actually have a sort of a business review, an analytic review, monthly or quarterly? Like how do you work with the dentist himself or whoever they've designated right in their practice to be the lead for the marketing?
1: Yeah, so we have like reporting every month. We give like a report of how many clicks and all these type of things, conversions, you know, like we even have like recording, HIPAA compliant and all that. But mostly we are very transparent. So we give access to everything that we have. So everything that we do basically is for the dentist. It's like, it's not ours. We're not going to keep anything like hidden or anything like that. And I know I just mentioned that, you know, we don't like to give access, but we do give the access just so at least they can notice it. But yeah, definitely they have live access to all the analytics, all the dashboards from Google AdWords and everything. So, so yeah, that's basically how we work. But every month, give or take, or every like 15 days, we call and we explain everything. Uh, we go over like all the numbers and we basically explain to the dentist how we're going to do the changes next month or the changes like every week. Because it's not good to change everything, all your strategy, like on weekly basis or on daily basis. You have to give it some time to analyze all the analytics and then make some changes. If we make changes every day, then we're never going to be able to track which areas are working the best for us.
0: That makes sense. You didn't give it enough traction to really give you a clear picture. So, okay. Now that sounds like a good strategy. And speaking of strategies, I don't know if you can just maybe pick out a couple, two or three strategies that you think that dentists should focus on to support the growth of their practice in this new environment that we're all getting a little bit more used to maybe in 2021 and beyond.
1: Yeah, like Google AdWords is one of them. But I mean, since we already went over it, like I would definitely recommend reviews. Reviews are one of the biggest parts of like how people interact with your business and how they choose you over other ones, right? So let's say for instance, nowadays reviews have become huge when it comes to like search engines because reviews itself, they are keywords and most people don't know this. But when let's say you're searching for like a dentist in certain area or best cosmetic in certain area, if somebody wrote a review, on your Google page saying like, oh, Dr. J is the best dentist or the best cosmetic dentist in, let's say, Texas or on Livermore or any other place, then that review will work as a answer. It will work as an answer for the actual patient. And patients are, nowadays, this generation is crazy how the trust changes because back in the day, you know, trust, it was like something that you had to build and you have to be like very, I don't know, you had to give it some time to, you know, to construct. Like it was, uh, it was different. But nowadays Someone just sees a review and they're like, oh yeah, I trust this guy just, you know, because it says like they're good. <laughs> so it is a good way to have like all these reviews on Google pages. Mostly because like nowadays, like you have all these reviews, like the top listings of Google, you have the recommendations that say like you have like so many reviews and some of them have like 60 something, the other one has like 50, and the other one have like has like a hundred, maybe. So you need to, you know, obviously the patient is gonna choose which ones they're gonna go into, like which ones they're gonna choose as a practice. So obviously like most people choose the one with the best reviews, but you also have to account for quality reviews because some people do read the reviews like big time. Nowadays, everybody reads the reviews. Even if you're going to like a, I don't know, like a restaurant, how would you search for a restaurant, Laura?
0: Definitely would look at the reviews online and then speaking to friends, (laughs) you know, you get a lot of referrals from.
1: Right, right. Definitely. And all my
0: restaurants are to go right now. So, you know, I have to make sure they're (laughs) open for to go. So, and I'm in California. You're in Miami, so it's it's a little different. But uh, exactly. it's it's all good. It's all good.
1: Which brings me to the next point, to the next strategy. And I would say it would be Google listings and all the listings. So it is very important to have all the listings like accurate. You know, your information across the web needs to be consistent. And uh, a lot of dentists, you know, they buy or they purchase the practice from another doctor and they forget about the listings. So you have only your Google listings with your name, but all the other ones say like some other doctor and maybe like two practices before and so on. And your information is inconsistent. And when somebody is searching, on the internet, which mm-hmm. is Google, Google wants every all the information to be consistent across the web, so that way there is no confusion or there is no misleading information when it, Google is recommending you. So if you have like information across the web that is like the same and consistent, you know, Google is going to recommend you more on the local listing. So all these local listings can be optimized. And I am here to say that, you know, Google My Business is free. So all dentists should go into Google My Business and claim their own profiles. Take control of your profiles because that listing is three times seen more than your actual website. So this is extremely powerful because most people going to Google they search dentist near me and the first thing that they see is just the listings, the Google listings, and that's how they choose, you know, their actual dentist. So if you're basically what you were saying, like, you know, like some places are closed, some places are open, so you can find all that information in those listings. The doctor can put their hours if, you know, they if like their masks are required at, in that practice, you know, if they measure, like they take temperature and things like that. So all that little information Google wants to know. And Google has the options, so you can actually just click here, click there, and you can have your listing optimized. So it's a good way to bring new patients in. It's a good way to have like a good presence online, because most likely presence is everything. And and I think we talked about this before, perception is just reality, you know, so...
0: Yes. You know, and I find it really fascinating. I mean, I I fell in love with dentistry similar to you because of the, I think the creative, the artistic, and also the science component of this and the teamwork, right? That as a technician, you can have with a dentist to create just life-changing results for patients. And I think what you're talking about There's a lot of nuances in dentistry from the technical side, the clinical side, and then there's nuances when it comes to the marketing. And you always, you know, there's some things out there that people can really do to, that they wouldn't even know existed as far as sort of cleaning up, doing all those things that you just just happen, right? (laughs) They don't just happen, but you have to have somebody help you really or have someone at the office who can liaison with a company like you to really just maximize your presence out there and at least have the data be relevant. And like, I think you brought up a really great point when you're talking about a new doctor coming to a practice or purchasing an existing practice or just not having a presence out there. You know, there's some real cleanup that could just really help you. And I know you've got so much to share in regards to strategies and we have a a limited time, but I do want to invite the audience to download the complete paper from the landing page. And this can be, we can add this to the end of the podcast here so that people can find out more, you know, about how you can help strategize with them, work with a budget that they have and meet their needs. You're just a breath of fresh air, Caesar, and a real professional. But I like the fact that you're very intimate in the way that you work with your you know, one-on-one with your customers and having been in an office and having a successful marketing track with dentists, it's a very credible background that you have. So thank you for spending time with us today. But before we end, is there anything that you'd like to share that I didn't ask you or, or touch on before we sign up?
1: Sure. Yeah. There's one little thing that definitely social media that I think branding is one of the most powerful areas that, you know, any dentist can touch. And uh, I think, you know, social media has become a huge part of dentistry, but I think like we need to pay more attention to social media. And the good thing about it that is basically free. You just need to have like some time. You don't need a marketing company to do any coding or any, you know, crazy algorithm, algorithm for you. I think you just need some time to post some high quality pictures, like I said, and I repeat again, perspective is everything, you know, like, so it's like a law of attraction. If you start posting like a lot of like cosmetic dentistry, really high quality pictures about, you know, like, you know, veneers, if you're with Max Studio and, you know, you're getting all these like amazing results with the veneers, then post them, you know, like you need to put Mm -hmm. yourself out there because if you don't, then nobody's gonna get to know you. And, And it's something that you can just post and, you know, obviously you need to adapt like some of the little pictures here and there. You can use Adobe Photoshop, Adobe Photoshop and Lightroom to modify the pictures, you know, make them like a little more aesthetic for the eye. And definitely like once you start posting all these like, little things, then you're going to get more patients of that caliber. Like you're going to get more aesthetic patients. You're going to get more cosmetic dentist, cosmetic dentistry cases. And that's obviously that I think like that's what everybody wants, you know, like the big mm-hmm. cases, the ones that change lives. So definitely be the one person that how you want to be portrayed on social media. That would be my little tip, in a way. So,
0: no, oh, I love it. Yeah. And this is exciting times to be able to share the benefits of dentistry and working closely with dentists and showing yeah. patients what is possible and making it easy for them to access all these great professionals out there. Caesar, I can't thank you enough for being our guest today and looking forward to following up with you. And just thank you again for everything that you've offered and shared with our listeners today. It was really beneficial.
1: Thank you so much.
0: A complete report by Cesar Navarro on the 12 most effective marketing strategies for dentists in 2021 can be downloaded at www.microdental.com slash 12strategies2021.
1: You've been listening to the Smiles Matter podcast created by Microdental and
0: Modern Dental Laboratories. For more information, you can go to our website, www.microdental.com slash smiles matter podcast, or find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are available. Thank you for listening because we believe that smiles matter.